Welcome to Coaching Kids Curling, a podcast for youth curling coaches and program organizers. I'm Glenn Gabriel, a certified curling coach and coach developer who lives in Pickering, Ontario, Canada. My mission is to give you the advice, resources, and inspiration you need to make your program better. They call curling chess on ice, but the actual game of chess is something that means a lot to me and my family. In this special Father's Day episode, I explain how chess connects me, my dad, and my son. Since I started this podcast in 2020, I've produced two Father's Day episodes. In the first one, I shared with you how my dad fostered a love of sports in me. In the second, I talked about my son and whether or not he would ever join my Little Rocks program. In today's Father's Day episode, I won't be talking about curling. Instead, I'm going to talk about a game that connects me, my dad, and my son. It's a game that's often compared to curling. I'm talking about chess. Part 1. My Dad Teaches Me the Game I learned how to play chess from my father, Osias Gabriel. I don't know exactly when he started teaching me, but I was probably around my son's age, maybe six, seven, or eight. I remember the black and red squares on the cardboard chessboard, and I remember the white and brown plastic pieces. Yeah, the board and the pieces were different colors. Like most kids who learn chess, I started by learning how each piece moved. It was kind of cool for the knight, or some would say the horse, to jump over the other pieces. It was also cool to see how powerful the queen was, able to move all around the board. And it was amazing to see a pawn move all the way to the opposite side of the board and get promoted to a better piece, usually a queen. My dad also taught me the unusual rules of chess. How to castle your king and rook. The en passant rule. And the difference between a stalemate and a checkmate. I learned all of this from my dad. My dad was also my first and most frequent opponent. Now, there's one thing you should know about my dad. He never let me win. Don't get me wrong. Yes, I was his son, and yes, he loved me, but when it came to chess, he would never let me win just because. Now, I could see for some kids, that would be an immediate turnoff, but for elementary school me, it was the ultimate challenge. I wanted to beat my father in chess. Sometime around grade 7 or 8, I finally beat him in a chess game. Now, you'd think I'd remember every little bit of that game, but to be honest, I don't remember much. He looked down at the chessboard, and he said, you won, and he congratulated me. But instead of feeling excitement, it felt disappointing. Dare I say, bittersweet. Today, I think that beating my dad in chess that day was probably the first time I realized that my dad wasn't invincible. And he was like everyone else. Part 2. I teach my son the game. 
My son Zeke is seven years old. I don't know how or why he wanted to learn chess, but maybe when he was around five years old, he started to become obsessed with the game. How obsessed? One, he bought a Lego chess set and built it. And two, he made a Super Mario Brothers chess set out of clay and shrinky dinks with my wife. So, I took it upon myself to teach him how to play. Luckily, I had an old chess set, a travel set I bought in the 90s. It was stored in a cardboard tube that contained a rolled up chessboard and all the black and white plastic pieces. Just like my dad taught me, I taught Zeke how to set up the pieces at the beginning of the game. I even taught him to use the same phrases, like, the queen goes on its own color. I demonstrated how each piece moved, and I even started playing games with him. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, you already know that I've been teaching kids the sport of curling for more than a decade. So, anytime I'm teaching a new game or sport to a kid, a lot of how I teach it is influenced by what I've learned teaching curling. So when it came to teaching Zeke chess, I made sure to point out all the positive things he does. When we play each other, I try to make it a fair game by letting Zeke remove two of my pieces before the game starts. And we always shake hands and say good game after we're done. That said, there's one thing I do that some coaches may not agree with. Like my dad, I will not let my son win just because. Now, if he plays other adults, like his aunts and uncles or his nono or lola, and those adults want to let him win, that's up to them. But just like when I was at his age, I want him to know that when he plays chess against me, dad, that I'm going to do my best to win the game. So when the day comes that he eventually beats me, it's because he legitimately won the game, and not because I feel sorry for him. You may think that's an old school attitude, and guess what? It is. But it's also one of my core values as a coach. If you want something in life, you have to earn it first. Part 3. My son teaches me a lesson. About a month ago, in May 2023, my wife shared some news with me that floored me. She had learned about a chess tournament for kids on social media and asked my son if he was interested in joining. He said yes. My seven-year-old son said yes to joining a chess tournament. Now, you have to understand, I didn't play in any chess tournament until I was maybe 10 or 11 years old. It was an inter-school tournament, and I remember making the bus trip to another Catholic elementary school in Toronto. I remember walking into a big gymnasium, where I saw tables and chairs and dozens of chess boards. I also remember being as nervous as heck. I played well, but I lost both my games. Fast forward to my son's chess tournament. It was held at Code Ninjas, an after-school facility in Pickering that specializes in kids' programs in coding, 3D printing, and robotics. 
Zeke was placed in the youngest age group, the under-8s, with seven other kids. When you factored in all the age groups participating, there were around 50 kids playing chess that Sunday morning. I have to admit, it felt strange seeing my son sitting across a table from another kid with a chess board in between them. I was sitting in the lobby with the other parents, our kids playing in a separate room, and with a wall-sized window between us. It kind of reminded me of watching the young competitive teams I used to coach when I was a bantam and junior curling coach. You felt helpless to do anything, except look at your team through the glass and maybe give them a thumbs up or a smile and a wave. You thought to yourself, have I prepared them properly? Will they remember the basics of the game? Will they behave nicely? Those were the same thoughts I had looking at Zeke through the window. I couldn't help but look around at the other parents. By the expressions on their faces and the way they spoke about the games, some of them were super invested in their kids' results. Others, like me, kept expectations low. I struck up a conversation with a dad sitting next to me. His son was in Zeke's division and he was already taking coding classes at Code Ninjas. He was just starting to learn chess and wanted to take part in the tournament. His dad admitted that he just wanted his son to enjoy the game and not to take any loss too hard. I told him that those were my goals for Zeke as well. I looked in the room and noticed that most of the first games had ended, but that Zeke and his opponent were still playing their final moves. A minute or two later, I saw that Zeke had lost his first game. He had a sad look on his face and was searching for a staff member to come over and confirm the result. I felt bad for him. I mean, who wants to see their kid lose anything? But when I looked back through the window, I noticed that Zeke and the other kid were setting up the pieces again and playing another game while waiting for the next official game to begin. This time, Zeke was talking to the other player, enthusiastic and excited. As the tournament continued, I noticed that Zeke was starting to loosen up and having fun conversations with his opponents. I've watched a lot of chess videos lately on YouTube, and while Zeke isn't that good yet, his behavior reminds me of a chess hustler, or at the very least, someone who likes to chatter while he plays. Now that's something my father and I would never do. Both of us played the same way. We would keep quiet and focused over the board while we were playing. My son, he seems like the complete opposite. When it comes down to it, that's the beauty of a game like chess or a sport like curling. We can do our best to share our love of a game or a sport with our children. But what our children do with that will ultimately be of their own making. Sometimes, it can be a complete surprise. Maybe they'll never be into it as much as you are. Or, maybe they'll take their love and passion of it in a completely different direction that you could have never predicted. That said, no matter what happens, chess is something that my son, his father, and his Lolo will always have in common. And I'm proud of that.
Happy Father's Day! If you're a supporter of this podcast, I encourage you to follow our Twitter account, which is the at symbol followed by Kids Curling. One more time, the at symbol followed by Kids Curling. I'll also have that Twitter handle listed in today's show notes. This has been the Coaching Kids Curling Podcast. To reach me, Coach Glenn, please email coachingkidscurling at gmail.com. To follow the podcast for free, visit our website, coachingkidscurling.com. You can also find show notes and links to the resources mentioned in this episode and in previous episodes. The intro and outro music is Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. Thanks for listening. Good luck and happy Father's Day.